Welcome to Rumble, Young Man Rumble. I am your host, Kevin Clay Franklin. I am the host with the most former NFL athlete, college student sports, in track and field, and football from Southern University, LSU. I'm a sports enthusiast. I'm a hip-hop enthusiast. Join us each episode where we will tackle current events from entertainment to business from an athlete's perspective. Funny, but yet real. This is Rumble, Young Man Rumble. I want to introduce you guys to my friend, my coach. He coaches at the great Catholic, the Catholic High. Yes, I said the. Yes, for all you listeners, I said the. It's the Catholic High in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. He's my friend. We've coached together. He's done a phenomenal job. State champion coach. Uh, last year, state runner-up, but we, we don't want to talk about that. We want to put that in the book, so we go moving forward. I want to introduce you guys to Gabe Fatima, head coach of the Catholic High Bad. Kevin, how you doing, man? It's great to great to be on the uh, on the podcast, and uh, especially with you. So appreciate you having me on. Yes, coach, it, it was absolutely wonderful to have you on. It's the second edition, but two of the two of the greatest coaches that I know in this area, man. Coach, I want to tell you for what you're doing with Catholic and what you've done with Catholic. Is it, I have to give you your roses now, Coach. I'm gonna give them to you now, and I'm gonna praise you now. I'm not gonna wait till you retire in 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna give you all the love now, Coach. But I love what you've done, Coach. You're a great mind. You're a genius, Coach. And as far as uh, close to me, I call you a genius coach, but what you do offensively, what you do with the team, your philosophies, coach, you do a phenomenal job. So, coach, tell us about uh, right now, how does it feel to be back with your boys back in the saddle? Coach, tell us about that. That that really is, um, it just, it just, it does your soul good. You know, I mean, you, you get into this business, uh, there's very few people that get into this business and end up making the kind of money that people look at and see on TV. You know, that, right. that doesn't happen often right. for anybody. People get into this business because they love kids. And when you take the kids away and, you know, you, you, you don't get the opportunity to be around them and, and, and help mold them. And then they help mold you just as much as we help mold them. Uh, I never took for granted the kids that we had at Catholic or any of the kids that I've ever coached. But yeah. even still, this this time when they've been away from us has made us appreciate being around them and, and being able to do what we do even more. So the, the short answer to that is it's fantastic to be back with the kids. Yes, sir. And I, and I think they miss you too, Coach. But tell us this: didn't you did you still have a kind of some communication with them when you were out, or did you still kind of talk to them a little bit? Or yeah, we did. Um, so with with um, Catholic, they've had um, the two months that they were out at the end of school. They had okay. a ton of um, online school that they did, and in some cases, the kids told us. You know, God, this is this is harder or this is more work than had we just been at school. And yeah. so for us as coaches, you know, we didn't wanna we didn't wanna add anything extra on to the top of that already potentially stressful situation. So what we mostly did was just checked on them, you know, like, Hey, okay. how you guys doing? How you holding up? We'd have a Zoom meeting, but it probably wouldn't have anything to do with football. It it was just 
checking in to see how they were doing. And then as they kind of settled in with the online school and that kind of thing, we started having a couple of little football-related positional meetings and things like that that we did through Zoom. And uh, those were great. You know, I mean, I think we've all learned a little bit on uh, some of the technology that we can use even after all this is over that we can use to uh, be more efficient in our programs and communicate with our kids and our parents and, and that kind of yeah. thing. So I think that's been a, a, one of the positive outgrowths of, of what you've seen during this time. Yes, sir. Yes, and it really has, Coach. So, and that goes into my second question, and I got uh, the second question I had for you is, is it, tell us about some of the COVID measures that you kind of put in place, because I saw recently – I'm with I'm, I'm on Twitter with you as well. One of your meetings this week will be on Zoom instead of on the practice field. So kind of tell us a little bit about some of the, the innovative things Catholic is doing uh, meeting-wise to to kind of push this COVID thing and be in the policies and the parameters of what they they're asking you guys. Right. So you know this what we're doing right now is really about two months worth of work in coming up with. The procedures, the logistics, uh, the actual workouts, the whole nine right. yards, it's been about a two-month process because as we were going through it, we start making the the procedures. We start going through what the workouts are going to look like, and then, all right, they change, and a new rule comes out or a new restriction or guideline, and then we got to go back and we got to adjust. So over the course of the last two months, uh, we've been in communication with team doctors, with our athletic department, with the LHSAA, the NFHS, who kind of governs all of the net. And so all of that to be said, uh, nothing that we've come up with is anything that, um, you know, we sort of invented. But, uh, you know, okay. it's things that everybody else is doing. You know, we're spraying down the equipment. We've got big pump sprayers that you use, you know, to spray Roundup or something like that in your garden. And we got two big 55-gallon drums of alcohol water solution that we're using to spray the kids' hands down when they come in, spray the bars down after they lift, spray equipment down, spray footballs down, you know, masks, um, you know, spacing during drills and uh, we've got multiple workout, workouts going on on campus at, at, at one time. So you got a group of kids lifting on the field. you got a group of kids lifting in the weight room. We have another makeshift um, weight room going on in the gym. So it's just okay. trying to be as productive as we can be in the parameters that we've been given and uh, and still keeping everybody safe because – we got to keep the kids safe, and then we got to keep the coaches safe. You know, I mean, we all go home to our families. And, I mean, right. it's a uh, it's right. it's a lot going on. So, uh, but I think I think with the guidance of the LHSAA and some of the CDC stuff that we've gotten and our team doctors, I think we got a really good plan to be productive and still keep everybody safe. Right, and it looks like they've done a great job in the boat. I mean, and all those guys over there, they they did a great job of was trying to make sure everybody goes back into a safe environment, and that's what I must acknowledge for them. So all the people at, at the Louisiana High School, man, hey, man, you guys did a phenomenal job making sure it's safe for guys to go back. So coach, they really coach, I, they, And they're in they a really tough are. spot, too, you know, because, yes, sir. Yes, you know, sir. no matter what they do and no matter what they say, 
people are going to be upset about it. And so, uh, but I think they've, I think they've done a great job in kind of giving us some guidance as going forward. So kudos to them. They have, coach. And, and, and then going into the next question, coach, and then now it takes us into the next question with Louisiana High School and what's going on is, is coach, the conversation, coach, this is the big one, coach. You know, this one coming up. You knew I was going to ask it. But the conversation with race relations, coach, this is a big one uh, as far as Louisiana High School and as far as Catholic High. How are you having some of these conversations, coach, and, and what are you kind of uh, saying to your players and what did you say to your players? Because I know you did. You you had to because what was going on. What were some of the things that you talked to your players about to keep that locker room intact? In yeah, no, no doubt. Um, so going into uh, the week leading up to uh, when we were going to be allowed back on campus is really when, um, you know, a lot of this got pushed into the into the forefront, into the public eye. So we already had some meetings that were scheduled to go over, you know, hey, this is where you park. This is how you come in. This is, you know. And so we had three meetings over the course of that week with the kids. And so uh, what we did and, and what we're going to continue to do uh, is, I had four guys, um, you know, we don't have captains yet on our team, but these are four yeah. guys that are leaders on our team, um, right. all from different backgrounds, you know, uh, right. two, two guys that are white, two guys that are black, some that went to, you know, one school, some that went to another school. So I feel like the four kids we had were a good okay. sort of, um, you know, okay. mix of what our team's like. And what we did was we just we just had a conversation, the four kids and me, in front of the whole team, on a Zoom meeting. I like and that. and I and I listed out some questions beforehand, and I told the whole team, guys, this is what we're going to do. Me and these four guys are going to sit down, and we're just going to have a conversation. We're just going to talk. And what I want to do is model for all of you guys what intelligent discourse about this conversation looks like. Because I, like I know these conversations are going to come up in our locker room. They're going to come up on the practice field. They're going to come up at school and their classes and all of that. And, yes. and I don't want to shy away from those conversations. As a matter of fact, I want to make sure our kids have an idea of yes. how to have those conversations and have honest ones. So, so I asked them questions and, and asked them things like, you know, how do your teachers deal with race when race comes up in the classroom? And they would talk about different things. Right. And then, you know, how, how, one of the questions on the last, the third day, uh, I asked all four guys, Hey, what do you feel about guys kneeling for the anthem? And you talk about a tough question for a 17, 18 year old kid to answer in front of his yes. peers. On right. the heels of the the Drew Brees uh, videos and all that, right. and I just I could not have been more proud of the four guys and the job they did in bringing to light their individual situations and then having that conversation. And I'll tell you two two things. I don't I don't want to you know I told the guys, hey, this is we're having this conversation here and. I'm not yes, doing it. I'm yes. not telling people doing it because I don't want to do it right. for the for the right. show. I want to do it for for yes. us. But yes. I will share two things I think that are 
pretty significant that that came up in that conversation. One was uh, one of our African American kids yeah. uh, said in the course of the conversation said, um, you know, if I'm going somewhere where I feel like people might look at me differently or maybe see me as like a threat or or kind of you know look at me a certain way. I make sure yeah. that I wear something that has Catholic high on it. And then when yeah. I do, yeah. they tend to look at me differently or, or it, it softens the edge. Yeah. And that was something that I can, I consider myself to be pretty, uh, open and, and growing up in inner city New Orleans. Like, I mean, I, I consider myself to have thought a lot about this stuff. That yeah. was something that never ever crossed my mind that some of our kids would make sure that they wore something that said their school name on it so that people wouldn't look at them a certain way. Totally yeah. blew me away. It was nothing I had ever even thought of. And then all these other guys chimed in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As soon as yeah. I got my truck, I made sure I put a Catholic icing on the back so if I got pulled over or whatever. And it was – that was eye-opening for me. And then the yeah. other one was we had a kid who said – um in front of all of his teammates, you know, and this is tough. He said, you know, when people were kneeling for the anthem the first time around, and it, and it came up, it came up in 20, might have been the 2017 season um, is when, you know, a lot of it in the NFL uh, was going on. And uh, the kids said, you know, when that first was going on, I just really didn't understand it. My dad is in the military. My, all my whole family's been in the military, and I just really didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't understand it. He said, "Now, having thought about it, having listened and read and talked and all that, he said, you know what? I get it. I totally get it.' He said, "I'm not wow. going to for the anthem, but Total if change. other people choose to do that, I I get it now." And like. To hear a kid admit that and then say that in front of his peers, these are the conversations we got to have, and we got to give kids the we got to give them the the safe place, the sanctuary to have those right. conversations, and just right. show them how to do it and not, right. you know, get into I need to make my point and this person needs to make their point. Just listen, to right. them, you know, right, right. And we're at that point, coach, where. Um, that those those kids are going to lead us into the next generation, you know. Um, Kevin, you know, Kevin's on the other side of it. I'm 46 coach, but those kids are going to be the spark that leads us into another generation that changes things, coach. And I'm glad you're having those conversations because those guys are going to be the leaders. They're going to go to be attorneys and and, and fathers and and state senators. And I mean, these guys are from Catholic High go on to do great things in the community that they go be in. And you're leading these guys, coach. And I must commend you for having that tough conversation. Uh, with those guys, Coach, I must yeah. admit it. That was a great conversation. And, you know, I, ch- I challenge the kids, you know, like, hey, challenge me in that we're not going to do this these three days and sit this on the shelf and say, okay, look at what we did. Let's pat ourselves on the back and right. let's keep on moving, you know. Like, this is something that has to be – it's right. got to be talked about. And and the other thing, you talk about the generations, and I was, I've had so many conversations about this stuff with friends of mine and – and and that kind of thing, but I really do believe that from about your generation and mine on down, yeah. 
Yeah. I, I really do feel like this is as unified as a generation has ever been. Yes, sir. Uh, in this conversation, you know, are there people that there's discord and want to argue and they're this, that, and other? Sure. But I think when you look at the younger generation, I really, this could just be the optimist in me. I feel like there's more unity in this, in this go round and in this conversation than we've ever had before. So I choose to be hopeful about it. Yeah, there you go. Optimistic, hopeful about where we're going and where we're going as as people. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I must, I must say this, all the listeners, guys, I must tell you guys this, that Catholic High is on the forefront. We're not in the back. We're not uh, behind. Catholic High is on the forefront. I personally sat on several committees that met with met with students, African American athletes, and white athletes, and white students, and black students. I personally sat on before George Floyd happened. And Coach know about this too. Coach, you know about the ones I sat on. I'm not gonna tell everybody about yep. it, but Catholic High is on an effort to change and to to push themselves further and be on the forefront of being leaders on on justice, on equality. Catholic High is doing their best to listen to these athletes and listen to these students, white and black, of all color. They're doing their best, and I sat on meetings myself, so I'm telling you, this is not secondhand. This is firsthand that Catholic High is doing their very best with the principal. They're doing their best with Savio, Coach Fatita. They're doing their best to make sure Catholic is a place of inclusion where all people feel inclusive. Coach, what do you feel about that? I, I I agree, and I, and I you know I kind of get it from the outside perspective, um, not as an alum, but just as an employee, you know. And and I'll say this in two things. One, I think it's really important that Catholic recognizes. Sure, we've got all these measures we've put in place, and there's been a lot of them, and we've made a ton of progress. But yes. it's not. Yes. It ain't there, you know. And it and you know what? We live in a flawed a flawed world and it's never going to be perfect. And I think we always have to recognize that, you know, no matter what we do, uh, we always have to recognize that we can do better. That's one. And then two is, you know, 2007 was my first year at Catholic. And when I think back on the school in terms of the race relations and, and this conversation, um, the hiring, you know, the, the diversity in faculty, um, yeah. and even just the conversation, you know, I don't really recall in 2007 or eight or maybe even nine as an employee having like a, a real difficult conversation in faculty meetings and in all these right. things about race. Right. And then you fast right. forward to, uh, when I came back in 14, um, and, right. I think the, the the ground that we've made up in that conversation from 07 to where we are now is really significant. Is it enough? Yeah. No. But no. I, I really am proud of the way this school has handled uh, that really difficult conversation and has not shied away from it and has, in fact, encouraged it in our students. Um, right. And right. so, you know, I mean, we just take that momentum and we keep pushing forward and there's gonna be a there's gonna be a hiccup here and a hiccup there and somebody yeah. who has bad experience here and there and that's gonna happen and we gotta learn and we gotta listen to those people and find right. out about their experiences and you know the other thing I told our kids 
and I and I genuinely believe this is you know, when it comes to experiences is you know a few years ago maybe ten years ago I don't know whatever however long ago it was it was kind of like an in vogue thing to to say like well I don't see color you know I I see everybody the same and we got to move past that. We gotta right. move past that and yeah, see that's that dated. people's yeah, that's experiences yeah. are different. Right. You know, you, I, I see when I see our white athletes or our black athletes or Hispanic or Asian, whatever yeah. it is, I've got to not try to see them as the same. I got to see them as uniquely different, and every one of them has had a unique experience based on a lot of things. Yep. But in this conversation, based on their race, and we we've got to acknowledge that and and yep. acknowledge everybody's experience and not right. discredit it if it just doesn't fit our narrative. Right, right, and that that makes a makes a player feel good when he knows that you you being a a guardian over their their experiences, not just who their color. You you going over their experiences and your your experiences matter. And coach, you do a phenomenal job with that because you want to change. I I just appreciate you, coach, because you want to change. So um the next question I have for you, coach, is I, I talk to parents, you know, I talk to young parents, um, African American parents that do want to come to Catholic High. Uh I'm deep in the youth football leagues and, and the youth student leagues. Coach, what can you tell an African American family or African American athlete of their experience or what they're going to, of them coming to Catholic High, come and play for you? What can you tell them, Coach? This is a platform where you can tell them. What would you want to tell that player or that mom and dad about the Catholic High experience as an African American player? Yeah. You know, I think for just in, in general, uh, whether they're African American, whether they're white, whether they're Hispanic, Asian, in general, yeah. um, I think the number one thing that's important to know about Catholic High is that it's a Brothers of the Sacred Heart school. And what yes, that means is um, that this place is going to be a sanctuary for people. And like we're, we're yeah. going to welcome people of all different types. And the, the thing that one of the things I love the most about Catholic is how welcoming I feel like our student body is of all the different types of people. So like, yeah. you know, the yeah. kind of quirky kid that, you know, is in the right. robotics right, right, right. and, yeah, and, right. and yeah. online games and stuff, that kid will be sitting with the starting quarterback at lunch and they'll be hanging right. out being, you know, best friends. That's and beautiful. I think I love that coach. I love that. <laughs> it, is. Love it. it is. And you know, and I, I I, are we perfect again? No, but, but I do think that in all the places that I've been, um, Catholic is one of the most welcoming places for people who, um, you know, maybe just are a little bit different. And then on top of that, um, if specifically talk about, uh, from an African American standpoint, um, I think what the school has done in giving those students a voice uh, there are groups on campus that are specifically designed to give our African-American kids a voice on campus. Um, right. In the past, we have not had a ton of faculty on staff that were African-American. I think we still yeah. need to do better, but we've got uh, a lot of people now that are in leadership-type positions or 
people who are in the classroom or coaches on the staff. Right. Uh, you know, like right. people don't want to go somewhere where nobody they interact with on a day-to-day basis looks like them. You know, I mean, yeah. that just those that struggle and then looks like them, right? Right. You know, I mean, that I, I think that that's really important, and so, um, you know, I think Catholic's done a great job of that, um, and you know, not for everybody. That's what I'll also say, you know, and I'll tell that to to anybody. Uh, the people that want to come to school here just for football or just for baseball or just for inner whatever just thing that we do really well, because we do a lot of things really well here. Yeah. They typically well. don't, they typically don't have the best experiences because Catholic right. being a brothers right. of the sacred art school is holistic. And so we want you to come here because you love the football program, but also because you love the discipline and you love the spiritual yes. development and you love the yes. academic side. And yes. we want people that want the whole part of us. And at yes. the same time, we want the whole part of that kid. We don't just want that kid because he can play football or baseball or in the band or has a or high lacrosse. Yeah, lacrosse and Whatever. That's not what we're about. And, yeah. and I think we get – that's an easy message for naysayers in the community to say about us. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. when you come in here and you sit down and you talk to us and you go through the admissions totally process, you find out right. really quick right. that that's not what we're about. We want the whole person, and yeah. we want people that want to be here for the whole picture about Catholic, not just a Friday night football game. Right. Yeah, and that's beautiful, Coach, and that's absolutely wonderful, Coach. Hey, guys, we're going to take a little break. We're going to take a quick, quick break. We're going to pay a couple of bills. Coach is going to stay with us. He's going to come right back. Right, Coach? You're going to stay with us, right? Oh, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> we're going to pay a couple of bills. Coach is going to get into the, the season. He's going to give us a cap on Catholic High season, and we're going to wrap up because I want to get into that for you. Do, do not touch that dial. We'll be right, right back. This break was brought to you by 1-800-ANY-LENS-CONTACTS. Seeing is believing. 1-800-CONTACTS provides value through convenient and friendly service. With over 5,000 products available, 1-800-ANY-LENS sells all new brand contact lens, including AccuView, Air Optic, Fresh Look, and Biofinity. Again, that's 1-800-ANY-LENS-CONTACTS. There's nothing wrong with being cheap, so go ahead, be smart, be cool, be cheap. Download Clicker Call and save on flights, hotels, cars, and more. Cheapaware.com. Go ahead, be cheap. So, Coach, you, you had a lot of changes. Coach, if anybody, Coach, has had a challenging year coming up, you have it. Coach, you've had coaching changes. You had the COVID. You know, I mean, Coach, you, <laughs> Coach, you got a lot of challenges coming into this year, Coach. I mean, tell us about first. Tell us about the coaching change because, Coach, it's like an exodus when you win this championship, Coach. When you win, so when you're successful, they get Coach. They just pick. They, they come get your play. They come get your coaches. They, your players leave. Coach, tell us about these new coaches, these great new coaches you have. And, and some of the where, they, where your coaches have went. Tell us about that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, over the last three years, um, we've had some pretty high-profile coaches that have left uh, for really fa- fantastic opportunities. You know, we had Eric Held 
who was our special teams coordinator and running backs yeah. coach, left to uh, be in charge of the Louisiana High School Coaches Association. Uh, yes. We had uh, uh, Coach Jason Dukes, who um, was a fantastic example for our African-American uh, players Good. of a Georgia yes. Tech, played in the NFL, extremely yes. intelligent and and just a jam-up history and economics teacher and one heck of a football coach. He yes. left and became a head football coach at 6A uh, Alcavi in Georgia, which yes. that was a great move for him. And then this past year, Hudson Fuller, our OC, uh, became the, the new head coach at Westo. Um, so one of the things that I've, I've always prided myself on was uh, finding out what coaches' goals are when we hire right. them and then right. do my absolute best to get them moving towards those goals. We lost Sanders Davis, you know, who was our line coach. Yeah, line coach. Was, I mean, he was one of the best I've coach. ever been around. Coach. Coach, he's the best I've seen, Coach, and I've been around football <laughs> for a long time, Coach, longer than a lot of people. Coach, he was the and best and behold, coach, next to you, next to you, Coach. <laughs> you was a great one, too. Now, Coach, you was a, you was the man, too, Coach, but he, Coach, he knew some stuff, Coach. He really did. Now, and then, lo and behold, he goes to Rice as a grad assistant, and in less than a year, he's yeah. the O-line coach. You know, like, yeah. that, doesn't, that doesn't happen. It don't happen, Coach. So, <laughs> yeah. So we've we've had some turnaround, but it's been for really good reason. You know, when you have good people, good people are going to want them. So we hired um, this year, we hired Norman Joseph as our offensive coordinator, yeah. which, um, I mean, I just the, – the funny story behind that is I, w- I called a bunch of people just to get names, like, hey, give me some right. names. You know, people right. I knew probably wouldn't be interested. Well, right. when it came – Coach Joseph was my – very first head coach I ever worked for. I was his graduate assistant at Mississippi College, and wow. he was the head coach. And wow. uh, and so I knew that he had been out of work because the staff where he, the offensive staff where he was, had been let go. So right. I called him, and in the back of my mind, I'm saying, I'm going to ask him if he's got any names for me, but he might be interested in a, a long yeah. job. I might have it. You know, right. I, I, I could get it. When I made a list, when HUD said he might be leaving for the Westfeld job, I put Norman Joseph's name at the top, and then I just laughed at myself like, you know, yeah, right. Like You're going to be able to pull him through it. Well, I asked him for some names. He gave me a couple of names of guys he really liked, and then he started asking me a couple questions. I asked a few more questions, and finally I said, Coach Jeff, are you interested in this job? He said, oh, you know, I just might be. And and boom, you know. Well, all right. <laughs> we, were able to, we were able to pull him. And, I mean, 40-plus right. yeah. years of college coaching experience. Wow. He's got three former quarterbacks that have Super Bowl rings, you know. Wow. Uh, this guy is, wow. is fantastic. And on top of all that, he's a phenomenal Christian man. And yes. the offense that we run – is probably one third Dale Weiner, one third Norman Joseph, and wow. one third Brad Griffin, this other guy I learned a lot from who was OC. So Coach Joe already knew it all. So it was just a really it fit just perfectly, you know. Uh so that's that's been really good. And uh and then of course you lose players, we lose the starting quarterback, the tailback. Yeah. 
yeah. uh, conglomerate that we had last year. You know, yeah. call yeah. it what you want. There's been some dominant uh, twosomes back there over the course of time at Catholic. Yeah. I yeah. really think Baylor Morgan and Josh Parker, they're in the conversation. I'm not saying they're Darius Geis and Clyde, who we had in 14. We had both yeah. of them do the backfield. Warwick Dunn yeah. and Kevin Franklin, Travis Miner and Major Applewhite. I'm not yeah. I'm not putting them in front of any uh, of those guys. Yeah. Pat, they still in Pat the room. Red. We had Pat yeah. Red. We had Jeremy yep. Stewart. We had uh, Travis. Yep. Yeah, we had them too. We had some nice. Yeah, Khalil, names. Khalil Thomas and Darius. Darius was and a Darius. young player. Khalil. Yeah. So yeah. they're in the room. They get invited to the party. You to know what party. I mean? Yeah, they come they, to the party. Ray yeah. Morgan and Josh Parker. Yeah. Have a seat at that table when that table does get put together. Now, where do they sit? I don't know, but those two guys do have a seat at that table. So we got to replace them. And, uh, and it's just, you know, I mean, you know how it is at Catholic. People always say, Oh, you go to Catholic, you have to wait, wait your turn to play. And, and I, and, and I think there's two things to that. We've started playing guys, young guys that deserve to play. That's been a big pet peeve of mine uh, since right. I've taken it over. They're good enough to play. We're going to put them out there. But the other thing is, guys work their turn here. That's yeah, the term that I use. Because they don't, there's no such thing as an overnight success. You know, Jackson Thomas had to follow yeah. a state championship winning QB and Cameron Dartez. Cameron Dartez, and, yeah. And, oh, man, this Jackson Thomas kid, man, he came out of nowhere. No, he didn't. No, He's he didn't. been working <laughs> his tail off. Yeah, yeah. For three playing years. Baseball, playing, playing football. Yeah, behind absolutely. Classroom, yep. like he's been yep. there. He's been there, yep. brother. He's been there. So I, I think that I think we got a bunch of guys uh, this year that have been working their turn, and people are going to say, man, George Hart, that kid, where did he come? He came from nowhere. No, right. he'd been busting his tail for three years here. Yeah, we've been seeing him. Yes, he's, he's yep. new to y'all, but he's been we've been watching him. That's right. Him. Yeah, right. All right. All right. So, Coach, how do you, you re-up? And everybody's going to ask this question, and everybody want to hear it. How do you re-up from the most electrifying offensive season, probably in Catholic High history? How do you – because y'all rewrote the record books, all the record books. I was, I was, I, I was in the stands, Coach, because I was there. So how do, <laughs> how do you guys, with a new offensive coordinator, how do you guys re-up from that season? What do you tell the guys to say, okay, guys, y'all did great last year, but so how do you – what is the motivation after the great offensive season that you had last year? You know, one of the things I think I'm the luckiest – blessing that I've had in taking over this program as a head coach is that the culture and the and the 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 foundations of the culture was laid out a long time ago and when I'm gone it's going to still be the same and that yeah. is yeah. the Bob Bob Curdog case his message his I was waiting on it coach that that <laughs> That message and that culture is what feeds everything that we do. And Bob Cade had a say, and he said, die climbing. And what he meant by that was, just like in the race conversation we had, you never have arrived. You have never arrived. You never get to the mountaintop. That's powerful, Coach. And so, so just with the same with that, so that's how you take culture. And you, it permeates everything, you know. It permeates when you have the race conversation. 
it's got a cur dog tilt to it. When you have the conversation about how do we replace these guys and have an offense that, you know, can, can, you know, surpass what the guys did last year, it's got a cur dog tilt to it. And the tilt is you die climbing. I mean, all right, that's good. That's what we did last year. We didn't arrive, you know, we, we certainly didn't arrive. We only scored one touchdown in the biggest game of the year. Right. Um, Yeah. So, so there's always room for improvement and, you know, a cur dog mountain climber, baby. They just, they just keep on climbing until God calls your name and then you finally make it to the mountaintop. Coach, I love that, Coach. I just got chills with you telling me that, Coach. That's, I, <laughs> see, that's the that's the curve I'll give me, Coach, and that's the football player in the Catholic High me. And last way, and I want to talk about the defense. I want to leave them out, Coach. I want to talk about that great defensive coordinator that you got, Coach. Let's give him some of that props, Coach. I love the defensive philosophy, and I love what he's doing. Let's give him some props, Coach. So tell us about that defense. Deuce, Deuce Harrison, uh, and he that's- he. He'd hang up the phone on me if I if he heard me say this. But Cavalcai could come to me and say, "Hey, we just got a we just got a massive donation," and the guy said, "We're gonna give you a blank check to go hire any defensive coach in America you want to hire." And all I would do is turn around and give the check right back to him and say, "Give it to the guy we already got," because yes, yes, he is he is one of the most innovative. Uh, he's tough. He loves our kids. Um, and he is, I mean, you just can't even, I can't even begin to, he's like if you took, uh, the, the defensive philosophy in mind of a, of a Nick Saban or a Belichick and then right. rolled that up into Bill right. Nye, science guy, because Deuce right. loves science. And you put all that into one. Great teacher. And and then, great teacher. And then have him grow up in the Delta of Mississippi, right? Wow. That's what you ended up with when you got this. That's a gumbo right there. That's that's exactly what it is. It's gumbo. And he's just, he's incredible. I mean, he just, what he's able to get out of the kids. And then the, you know, we have kids that leave Catholic and go play at other places. And, um, you know, I was having lunch with a former player just the other day, defensive guy who's playing in college. And these guys, they go into these meetings, and some of these other players are sitting there like, oh, man, what is all these checks and all this? Man, if this guy does that, then I got to do this and all these this then. And our guys are sitting there like, man. We've right. been doing this, yeah. We did that in the freshman right. in the freshman team, you know, or whatever. So right. he's just right. he's just incredible, and and you can't replace him. And I mean, think the 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 effort from that crew in the playoffs this year was oh, yeah. uncanny. That was a great run, uh, coach. St. Paul's game, you know, yeah. we got eight billion formations and personnel groups to try to line up to, and they yeah. just they just dominated. Then the Curtis game, which could maybe, maybe, I don't want to offend any of the Catholic high diehards, no, but no, that no. game might go down as the greatest defensive performance by a Catholic high team in history. Yeah. Shutting so. out, shutting out one of the most prolific John Curtis. They were ripping off 60 points a game. 
coach. Wow. I mean, quarterback was running 200 a game. You know, he was oh, 200 God. a game. The wide receiver called more, more. He he kept 100 a game. Like, it was some – coach, it was <laughs> – that was a great – Well, you know, so so then, you know, they, they shut out Curtis for the first time in 18 years. Yeah. And then, and then Rummel in the state championship game crossed the 50-yard line one time. Yeah. If you would have told me, Gabe, before the game, me and you, we standing down there chatting like we always do. Like hey, Gabe, I'm going right. to tell you that I, I know this for sure. I got Biff's uh, uh, thing from Back to the Future, you know? Right, right. I can tell you that uh, they only going to cross the 51 right. time. Right. I would have put my whole paycheck on us being a state champion. You know, yes. and so that, that he's just he's he's just been fantastic. And of course, yeah. you can't do that without great kids, and the kids are yeah. phenomenal. You know, we're so lucky yes. with the kids that we get to work with, and I realize that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I met with Michael Chenowski. I met with him. I, I had an interview with him about his signing with Army and stuff like that. But he's ready, Coach. He's so ready for this year. It was like I, I, the interview wasn't on because he wants to focus on the team. <laughs> He wants to coach. He was their coach. I'm telling you, the interview was about 10, 15 minutes. Like, he was like, Kevin, that's fine. Thank you for the Army. Thanks for talking to me. But, hey, I, I want to commit because I want to be a part of this team, and I want to be focused, and I want us to go forward and win this district and this championship. That's all, Kevin. And I was like, just like a robot. Like, he's, he's, he dialed in, Coach. So, he hey, is. Coach, whatever y'all doing, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Captain America is on it, bro. He's on his job. Captain America is on his job. <laughs> So I love that nickname for him. That's the I perfect nickname. You know, you know I'm going to say it in the booth, Coach. I got to call him Captain America. That's just going to be the name. <laughs> but, but. Coach, the last one I always leave my guests is always a touching one. And it's always something that tugs on my heart, and I always end with a, with something that, that is very passionate and to me. Coach, you, you posted something on Twitter, I think. I think it was Twitter. And it was a, it was your daughter crying. It was they was the mama gone to work, and and coach, tell me about your family. Coach, tell me about coach. You posted that really real, uh, transparent post. You said, guys, if y'all, everybody, everybody, oh, they in the park, they riding their bikes, but nobody show you these pictures. <laughs> so, tell us about the wonderful babies and that picture, coach, and tell us about that, coach. I want to end with that for because it touches my heart. Tell me about your babies and your wonderful wife. Oh yeah. Well, it all starts with the with the with the head honcho, and that is my lovely and tough and just she's unreal and is my yes. wife charity. Yes. And yes. Uh, yes. you know, being a coach's wife and a full time and you know uh, working a full time job and yes. raising three kids, you know. Yes. Uh, that's got to be one of the toughest jobs on the planet, and she does America, it. Yeah, yeah. She on does it. She does it so. She does it so well, and keeps everybody in check. And yeah. uh, and and I got my three little rugrat girls running around. Claire, Does who's it? now five. Five. Uh, yeah. Olivia, who just turned three. We took her to the three. Audubon Zoo this past weekend. Oh, she loved that. that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. Didn't want to leave. <laughs> and then uh, my 10-month-old, Madeline. So yeah, Madeline. all three of them keep us, keep us busy. And uh, the dinner table is definitely uh, a raucous 
circus type environment yeah. every night. And we love it. We wouldn't have it any other way. But, right. uh, you know, I really, I'll, I'll tell you this, Kevin, I, I've said this in a couple of other things and I, I, I want to make sure I put it out there. Yeah. Coaches, particularly football coaches have for a long time worn this badge of honor that, you know, I don't, I don't never see my kids and I sleep at the office and I, you know, uh, stay up right. watching film till two in the morning and I'm, you know, right. I'm a grinder and all this stuff. Yeah. And right of passage, just like a right of passage. Like all of Yeah, and it's, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a badge of honor, you know, if you do those yeah. things. And yeah. with the way that technology is now and, and just the way that things are moving, the draft was a great example of this. Do you see how many, GMs and coaches had their kids with them during the draft when they did the. Oh yeah, the coach, it was beautiful, coach. And I, I, so that was I think things thing are changing. Oh yeah, I think oh, things yeah. are changing, and and we as coaches need to do a much better job of yeah. of showing that to our to our players. You know, I mean it, it it's important for our families that we're there. You know, but yeah. then at the same time, I got a hundred and fifty, hundred and fifty boys that are going to one yeah. day be fathers be and fathers. they're going to remember their father they're going to remember their uncles or brothers or grandfathers and they're going to remember their coaches and they're yeah. going to remember how we were as fathers and yeah. we got to be better you know we we need to be we need to be better about spending time with our families when we get the chance to and it's never going to be perfect you know i mean there's you play a freshman game, a JV game, and a varsity game in a week. There's going to be a day or two that go by where we don't even get to see right. our kids when they're sleeping. But, right. you know, do some work at home, man. You know, like, yeah. right. I, I really believe that. And I think that – I think the tide's turning on that. I think people, right. coaches now are much better about that. And, um, you know, when right. you talk about the family, that, that's – I mean that's 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 something that I think is really important for us as coaches and people in the sports world to model for our kids. Right, because I, I I've seen your girls even come to practice coaching and, and, that, and that oh yeah they'll fill water bottles and run around and there was a, there was a major dispute on the team over who Claire's favorite player was whether it was Brandon Morgan <laughs> or Josh Parker. Uh, Josh Parker, I remember. Oh my goodness, there was I mean it was a heated debate. And uh, <laughs> I will say this, she did – I'm sorry, Josh, if you're listening, but she did kind of own up to Braylon being her favorite player. So. I think I think that came out because I thought I – <laughs> I, I was like, ooh, I think, ooh, he, he might not like that one. I did hear that coach go, no offense to Josh, but I think Braylon kind of nipped her. Oh day. yeah, she had a video call with Braylon on graduation day to tell him congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw you look at his mother. I'm, I'm good with Miss Miss Morgan. So sorry, brother. He 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 got you, man. So he got you. But it's all love. I think it's because Braylon's personality is a little closer to kids. You know, he's he's got he's got a lot of play. You know, they kind of more on a level of fun, and they just can have fun together and laugh and stuff. But I think that was so. No offense, Josh. It's okay. We love you, brother. Well, thank you, Coach, man. Thank you, Coach, for taking the time, guys, and taking the time with us and my listeners and, and taking the time to, to have this great interview. Coach, it was an absolute blast, Coach. I really enjoyed it, Coach. 
Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you every Friday night. Hey, Coach. Hey, Coach, we're going to get back into the saddle, Coach. We're going to get back into it. Thank you, Coach, for the interview, Coach. And God bless. Hey, man, and go back. Thanks, Kevin. I appreciate it, man. Go Bears. Appreciate you. We want to say thank you to all of our commercial corporate affiliates, Cheapo Air, Walmart, Fiverr and Fiverr.com, 1-800-LENS, contacts, and Carol's Daughter. All we ask, if you want to keep this show going and keep this show on the air and keep us being relevant every week, go to our site and click on the links and order through our sites. If you ever want to go to any one of these sites and order from airline tickets to ordering through Walmart to ordering Fiverr, getting a freelance designer or something for your websites or contacts, order through our site so you can keep us on, so you can keep us going. If you ever want to reach us, be on the show. Give us a call at 504-233-2006. Again, that's 504-233-2006. You come be on the show with me. You can come ask me questions. If you want to just ask me questions, and I'll put it on the show about some of the topics of the day and some of the topics that uh, of, the, of the week or the day, uh, you can reach us at, at Frankly Speaking on Twitter. That's at Frankly Speaking, F-R-A-N-K. I L speaking S P E A K I N on Twitter. That's frankly speaking.